It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, January 18th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I'm still getting used to that. I know. I have such muscle memory from saying it the other way. Beckler and Shauna Pisca. I like it, though. I like it a lot. Think about it. Yep. Well, welcome. Um, my son Bo is, is he started at episode one and he's listening through all the old podcasts. Oh wow! Uh, while he falls asleep, so he's at he's in the seventies or eighties, I think. Like about five years ago, basically, is where is where he's at. Crazy. And it's so weird because sometimes, like, I can kind of hear it from his room, and sometimes you and I will be talking about something and I have no recollection of ever talking about that. We've talked about how bad my memory is back like things that we've talked about in the last year I will have no <laughs> recollection of talking about. It's crazy. It is true because sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll send me an idea and I'm like oh I think we just talked about that mm-hmm. but you're right like once you, you just move forward Yep. It's weird because like, like that's my voice. Yes. But I don't remember saying any of this. Well, it's so. funny, and, and you've done that before too, where there's something that you bring up, and it's something that we've talked about in the past. And for some reason, sometimes I can vaguely recall it, but I don't. With radio, we're trained to immediately forget what we've talked because you have to move on to the next thing, right? It's kind of how we've trained our brain, and we've talked about this before. There was a, a memory specialist that came and joined one of our our. Uh, or sister stations in Regina, and they were talking about that, and they're like, "Yeah, your your brains are kind of trained to not be good with long." Well, there's just so memories. much content. There's like so 1,300 much. episodes, yeah. roughly, you know, eight to ten segments per episode. Like that is over 10,000 different things we've talked about in the last five years. You're not going to remember all of them, but yeah. it's an it's an odd experience to hear yourself talking and like I don't remember saying this. Weird. Like you, you see how like people can misremember things that happen in, to them and like you know someone might testify in court believing they're telling the truth but yep you know it's it, our brains are very imperfect that way aren't they they really are uh, on the show today a heritage moment a dad badge some bro and white girl quotes motivational songs the best shows to fall asleep to a conspiracy theory involving china the person who loved farts the most in history, potentially. <laughs> Canadian stereotypes and the radio epidemic is out of control. That's after your out-of-context clip of the show. You had an arse full of farts that night, darling. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Shauna, the radio epidemic is out of control. It's out of control right now. More and more stations have adopted this this style of radio where they, they only ask questions and take phone calls and texts. That's they, it. They ask a question, yep. a mundane question, mm-hmm. and then they take calls and texts on that question. And that's, and it. that's it. The entire show. We've been making fun of this for years. We have. I kind of hoped by now it would have died off, but yep. it's actually gotten worse. And like it's all the growing good, like wildfire. All the good topics have been taken, so they're getting more and more ridiculous. It's probably good news for us as a station because we can be an option for people who don't like that style of radio. That's true. It's uh, bad news for radio as a whole, I think. I, yeah. And I was like, I was thinking, I don't know why anybody would want to hamstring their show like that. You know, like, it would be like saying you could only do interviews. You could only do bits with stupid voices. The thing is, I don't think it's the choice of the radio hosts themselves. Oh, it isn't. Right? No, it's, no, it's consultants. Higher, and that's and it's, what... <laughs> What I don't understand, right? Like, yeah. what higher ups are like? This is what everybody wants, and only this so, nonstop. Give you some examples of some of the bad radio epidemic topics that friends of this show have seen recently and sent to us. Uh, have you ever swam with sharks? 
That was a topic on a show one day. Okay. Which is like, that's kind of a yes or no That's the only issue. (laughs) Like, unless you were attacked by that shark. That's it. Like, if you have a good story to do with the shark, great. But for the most part, it would be people just being like... Yes, I have. In Mexico. It was great. Nope. Uh, So, what's the worst fruit? Oh. There was that one. Okay. Have you ever broken a glass? Oh, dear God. These are all real. These are all real topics. First of all, has, has anybody not broken a glass? Yeah, and like, what's the story and behind it? Like, yeah, I dropped a glass in my kitchen one time and it broke. And I, I dropped a glass yesterday. Then, like, <laughs> like, I actually did. Just fell on the floor and then I swept it up. What a great story. And then there was like a little remnant of it left by my feet. and So I got out the that's vacuum. That's the story. That, that seemed wow. to pick up most of it. But. Yeah, but then the vacuum, I wasn't certain got all of it, so... Yeah, then I used oh. a dust buster. Let's <laughs> double check. That's awful. Yeah. That is terrible. Put the Ugh. kitchen off limits <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Tell us about a time you broke a glass. 238-9929. Call or text 238-9929. Sherry from Chaparral calling, and I have broken a glass. I've broken a wine glass. I've actually broken a few wine glasses. Podcast. So there's this stereotype or cliche that comes down with being Canadian, right? Which is that we are very nice. Mm-hmm. You heard that before? Everybody always talks about it. Canadians are so nice. Canadians are just so kind. That's the thing. And I was curious, do you think this is actually true? Do you think that Canadians are in fact nicer than the rest of the rest of mankind? Hmm. Or do you think it's kind of just a cliche? It's nice stuff to say because people who come here do talk about how friendly mm-hmm. Canadians are. People who visit, yes, and I think I think there's a difference in urban and rural too. Like I think the smaller place you go to, the more friendly people are going to be. Well, and this is what I'm wondering because people come here and they say that we're really kind or nice, but then I've also talked to, and we've mentioned this before, uh, many people who say we're really fake. Mm-hmm. So the kindness is actually, it's all fake. It's a facade. We're not really that kind. We just are more used to saying things like, hi, how are you? I'm good, you. And people like from other cultures say, we just don't do that because it's not necessary and we know it's fake. Hmm. So I don't know if in that case I would consider that kind if we're, you know, just faking it. Do you truly mean it when you say, you know, hi, how are you? Yeah, I typically do. I think my interactions are typically quite genuine with people. I think a lot of people's aren't, though. Yeah, When a waitress comes up and says that to you. That's that's business, right? That's business. I'm just talking to people people on the street, Mm -hmm. right? But even the the business, I'm like, yeah, so you get the impression we're really kind because the waitresses and stuff will say that. But again, that's kind of misguided. It's not really what you mean. I haven't been to too many parts of the world, so I wouldn't have the greatest comparison for this mm-hmm. but I, I I suppose I have a bit of a cynical attitude towards, attitude towards this in one sense that I think that that reputation of being so kind at times has gone to our heads as Canadians yeah I think we think that we're so we do polite and fra- oh, which then it's, it kind of negates it doesn't it it totally does we're the best and we're that's so what gets nice me we're about so this. friendly mm-hmm. it's like oh, but then you're not yeah yeah like you can't be the one to toot your own horn like <laughs> no, that okay dude, just if you are dude. kind great let it be okay if not um, <laughs> it, the one thing I the argument for us being more kind though is I think because we have so many less people and more small towns I feel than so many other places, I think we are nicer. 
because yeah. I completely agree with you. I think that the the more rural you you go, the kinder you are. And we are mostly spread out, and our we don't have a lot of really big cities. It's easy to be nice when you have breathing room. That's exactly what it is. You and, can turn Canada into the population density of like. A big Indian city and watch us get real not nice in a hurry. Yes. (laughs) And people talk about how, you know, Toronto and Vancouver aren't as nice as rural towns. And it is because you are in a place that is so populated that you are. It's not that you're not nice, but you're so focused on where you have to go Mm -hmm. and the people in your way. And you're stressed because you have to get to a place in a certain time. And there's way more people that are in your way to do that. And all of that distracts you from being able to pull over and say, hey, how are you? Yeah, it's yeah, just great. a fight to stay alive in those that's, cities, isn't it? That's Whereas really here, we it. Just relax, breathe the fresh exactly. air. Exactly. You know, even hey. with bad traffic here, we're like, oh, how's good. your how's your day going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's your cows? Good. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. We were making fun of some other radio shows uh, earlier on this show. Yeah. Not, not that you and I are, you know, so highbrow, Shauna. We we're are above not. it. We like our fart jokes as much as anyone. We sure do. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> although. That may actually not be true. Um, have you ever read any of the poet James Joyce's love letters? I have not. So no. he wrote these letters to, it, she wasn't his wife at the time, Nora Barnacle. And they are, I, I don't know how much of this we can even read on the air. They're some of the most graphic and crude. Okay, I'm looking um, this up right now. Well, this is pre-sexting, of course. But right, any of, of course. They're some of the most raunchy love letters you've ever read and also this dude loved farts oh my god dear half god half of them are about farts I'm reading some th- wow these passages okay he liked he was a fart fan oh huge and because he's one of the greatest poets of all time they're so descriptive like they're his the way he writes about it is so vivid and effective like here I'll just I will read what we can I'm gonna have to like censor some of this okay. just because this is the radio but uh-huh. uh <laughs> You had an arse full of farts that night, darling. (laughs) Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties. Oh my God. This is for this is for real. I when I first read this, I was like, "This is a joke." James Joyce didn't write this. He oh, specializes he did. in the genre of fart poetry. I did only, not know that that was even a thing. Only privately. So I don't know if he like this was written in 1909. I don't know if he ever expected this to be public. Oh but here it is, and here I'm reading about this encounter that he had with uh, his future wife one night. Um, I think I would know Nora's farts anywhere. <laughs> I think I could. Pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It's a rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart, which I imagine fat wives have. Also, did, did she get turned on by this? Like, why are you... There's no way she was also into this. Why are you going this? on in detail about her farts in her love letters? I'd be like, I'd be mortified. Like, that's all you remember is my farts? It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bold girl would let off and fun in a school dormitory at night. Oh, my God. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know their smell also. Okay. Are you kidding, James this Joyce? James Joyce. I mean... Big fan of farts over there. Big flatulence poetry of all going. Time. Oh, my God. I mean, we're not ones to king shame on this show. Nope. I'm just- but you're right. Like, when she's sitting there, she got this letter from this guy she started seeing, like- and he's a very established poet and she's like oh what's this opens it up and it's all just about it's about her farts <laughs> it's all just it's like 10 up. lines of love letters and 48 <laughs> lines of farts i'd be like oh my god 
I, I wouldn't be able to show my face. Maybe that's how his way of breaking up with her. Like, oh, man. I smelt that, Nora. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, Holy. quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties. I'd be like, I need to James stop Joyce. eating beans, okay? <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Too early for a wild conspiracy or just the right time? I should have had a little more coffee before this. I'm ready. Hold on. Take a sip here. I'm ready. It's dark out, dark words, dark deeds. Okay. Here we go. Here we are. I stumbled across this one, I think, by accident. Um, okay. So I, this has happened to me twice now. I posted a video on TikTok. And uh, if you were listening to the show last week, when Shauna was away, was, I was talking about immigration in Canada, how we were setting record targets for immigration and stuff. Um, and this video, I posted it, and it like blew up right out of the gates. Like I, I posted it before I went to bed. I woke up. I had like hundreds of new followers, hundreds of new comments on it. It had like 30,000 views, and then it just died. And then now it's at like 32,000 views. So I think, I think TikTok throttled it. They put the brakes on more people seeing it. Hmm. TikTok, of course, is uh, is a Chinese-owned company, yeah. and much has been made about the the potential for surveillance of people who have TikTok downloaded on their phones. The United States is looking into banning TikTok entirely because of that. So I was wondering, hmm. do you think, like, naturally this video caught the algorithm, started to get a bunch of views, and then China saw it and was like, no, 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 because this reflects poorly on immigration. It was critical of immigration. Intriguing. So and I mean, there are a ton of there are a ton of Chinese immigrants all over the world. Mm-hmm. So, do you think maybe they actively shut it down because is it possible? I mean, it's possible. Yeah, definitely. The only thing I thought there was a bit of a hole in this one. The only thing I thought of is that I don't think China necessarily wants people to leave. You know. Well, and that's what I was I was just going to say. There was just a news article about how they want more population. Right, because China's population for the first time ever declined last year. So they're encouraging people to have more kids and they want more people to come. Yeah, so. they were down, I think, 825,000 people last year, which yeah. is just insane. That's like a blip in their population. But yeah. I mean, if any other country lost almost a million people, it'd be a huge deal. Of course, you don't want it to continue to trend that way. So, And it's going to trend that way. Apparently, India is supposed to surpass China this year yeah. as the largest country on earth in terms of population. And, you know, I've seen projections like 100 years from now, China could be half the size as it is now. So that's a concern mm-hmm. for China. So you think that they would be anti-people leaving China. Yeah. So that, that's the only hole I see in this. Although, I mean, lots of people from China move away to different place, different parts of the world and then send money back to China. This is true as well. But you're right. They still do Doesn't need... help with the population, though. Right. They need people staying there. So maybe that's a bit of a hole in this theory. Hmm. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing was very weird, and it was weird to be yep. part of it, to see this happen in real time, where I was like, oh, man, this video is going to go crazy viral, and then it just dead in the water. It just stops. Weird. Like, almost instantly. Hmm. On the plausibility scale, Shauna. Yep. How many hot singles in your area do you give this one? I mean, it's... Are there hot singles in my area? It's it's very plausible, uh, but also there's a hole in it. Yeah. So I'm going to give this one 14 hot singles in your fair, area out fair. of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Hot singles. A few hot singles. In my area. In your area. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I mean, I probably suspect that China is spying on us through TikTok. I mean, I think there's people spying on us everywhere and in every which way these days. I, 
I've kind of just accepted it. Yeah. You know? Like I saw a website today. It's called uh, Terms of Service Didn't Read, and it basically summarizes those long, long documents that you don't read that you sign but don't read, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and I think all that stuff is probably harvesting our data, and yep. not that it's good, but no. I mean, what do you do? I know. I've just kind of again, I've I've given into it. I'm like, okay, I understand. I don't care. I don't even. I'll accept, like, yeah, do you want, can we follow you, blah, 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 yeah, sure. I just say yes to it all now. And TikTok is just so good at what they do. Yeah. Like, to the point that I i don't even really use other social media apps anymore. Like, I never use Facebook, rarely use Twitter, Instagram, yeah. I still, Instagram's the best, to, like, for people to communicate with us yep. through the show, uh, not through our text line when we're not in the building here. So I get, I talk to people lots on Instagram, still post the odd thing there. But it's all TikTok now, just because it's so, I don't know, it's so good at figuring out what you want to watch, and and it's sending your content to the right audience, too. Yeah. I've also just noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but, like, all of the other social media platforms right now, and maybe it's just right now that's especially bad, but it's just, like, recycling content. Like... It's just the same kind of jokes and memes that everybody's posting that I've already seen so many times. Yeah. And then even stuff like from years past that keeps coming back around, you know? And like right now, everyone's talking about that how many chuggas before choo-choo thing. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we just did this like a year ago. Why are we... I know. Look this again? It's so funny because I, I use Facebook and Instagram now as photo albums for myself. Like that's what it is for... Doesn't your phone do that though? Isn't your phone the photo album? Yeah, but I'm always afraid, like, right now my phone's full again, so I always have to delete these photos and stuff, and if I don't post them on those pages, I I won't ever look back on them. So Instagram is kind of where I put my stuff that I want to look back on in the future and don't want to lose the photos of. So mm-hmm. that's what I use them for. Like, that's it, because they're all... I mean, if you don't want to use the platforms, you can do it by favoriting those photos. Yeah. And putting them into sub-albums like that. And but- even, like, the Apple Photos app... Says started like making these little compilations of like oh, your I summer. Never back and you're... on my phone though. I don't. No, like, that's but it's why the same I... as like doing it on Instagram or Facebook. But that's why just... I like because I narrow it down to a very limited amount, right? And that's what I keep, and then that's what I use it for. Um, but that's it. Yeah, I don't use it for anything else. Hmm. Do you have cloud storage? Yeah, but yeah. again, like that's what I want to use because I like. Again, I have followers and stuff, so I want to put something out. So I'll, I'll do yeah, it with like you still have an audience. It's still for an audience, if, right? exactly. Yeah. So you could, if you didn't, if you just wanted to save photos, you could do that on your phone, deleting the apps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you have an audience, right? So it's but yeah, that's it. Like it's just select highlights of like, hey, I'm still alive. Here's a few mm-hmm. highlighted photos, and then that's cool. But like, I don't even. You're right. That they used to kind of try and curate Instagram to you. I, I feel or like keep you on yep. it and. I nothing intro like it just doesn't work. No, it really doesn't. No one else, no one has figured out how to do that as well as TikTok has. Yeah, and even TikTok, I was telling you, like I've frigged it up where it doesn't really, it doesn't keep me on it like it should either. I almost wonder if it's just like I'm just a little bit burnt out on on it, and it's just not capturing me like it used uh, to be. or something. You could know, be. like. I don't know. And maybe um, that's why I'm seeing the same jokes come around all the time because I'm just spending too much time on my phone. It's the dead of winter. But it could be that. Yeah. Who knows? And it's always weird because we've talked about how these, these like social media platforms, yeah, like have these different things that they're they're putting stress on right now. Yeah. And that's what they go through these phases. So maybe the phase of them right now is just focusing on stuff that 
you're not interested Could in be. or like recycling the same stuff because of that? Could like, be. I know like as, as a station, our videos on Facebook have never performed worse than yeah. they are right now. Like we'll put a video out and it'll get like two, three hundred views, which is horrible. But we, we put a video out earlier this week that had seven views. <laughs> and it's like that wasn't even worth turning the camera on. Like seven views. I know. So <laughs> the page has 60,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's whatever they're pushing at the time, it's right? Weird. And so yeah, and, and maybe that's part of it too. It's just like okay, like you guys, <laughs> you guys do whatever you want to do. I'm I'm over it. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes is building in the community of Midtown and Airdrie three different types of homes: lane homes, paired homes, single-family front drive homes. Uh, the neighborhood is centrally, lo- centrally located, lots of amenities. Uh, you can view more at shanehomes.com slash communities. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Is there a specific show or movie, Beckler, that you put on to fall asleep? No. Okay, no. interesting. And like, lately uh, lately I fall asleep while McKenna and I are watching our show at night, but I've just been so tired that it doesn't matter what's on, I will... I'll zonk eventually. This is true, which is also very annoying. I hate that. Falling asleep during a show? Yep. I hate falling asleep on the the couch because this happens to me and because of our schedule, I think. Like, there are times where I will try and do work and stuff and I'll, like, instantly fall asleep because I can't physically (laughs) keep my eyes... Seriously. It's like an old person, for sure. Um, And, yeah, it's just like, why? But I was thinking about that because I have some some friends who do. They have these staple shows or TV like thing go tos essentially that they fall asleep to. Just almost comforting. Little Mermaid really? is one of them. Yeah. Okay. Little, and it's because she says she's watched it thousands of times, so she can almost recite it word for word. So you're not keeping your eyes open because you're like, I'm, I'm going to miss something. Mm-hmm. She knows everything that's going to go on. So mm-hmm. that's a big one. Um, sometimes I've done Planet Earth. Oh, that'd be nice. Because it's very soothing. Unless it's like a super intense scene where True. a predator is murking some prey. Yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah, you're right. You have to pick you have to pick the episodes that you know are tame. Yeah. Like no not the one where the tiger is murdering a zebra. No, not that one. But you're right, it's just so visually beautiful, those yeah. shows. I like to have those on in the background with music on, like if we have people over something, just because mm-hmm. it it's such a nice visual. Yeah. There's there's another thing that I find that's good for this though as well, and it's it's the colors used in a movie. And some yeah. movies have themes. Lost in Translation is a movie that has a certain mellow kind of blueness yep. to it. I know what you're talking about. And the the music in it is really soothing as well, so that's a great one to fall asleep to. I think like most movies have a color palette yeah. that they rely on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so if it's a soothing set of colors. Yes. Oh, that's nice. That deep blue. That's real nice. Uh Finding Nemo. Good ah, for it as well. Because of the ocean. Because of the ocean. Yeah, I'm noticing a water theme here. Yeah. Little Mermaid, Planet Earth. True. Finding Nemo. It's just very peaceful to think of yourself true. as a fish down yeah. in the deep dark, a cool fish down in the deep dark ocean. I think that's it. Mm, the, the visualization nice. of being a fish. <laughs> I'm a fish. I'm a fish. I'm cold blooded. It's cool. It's dark. I'm going to rest now. I mean, I suppose when you think about the, the music and stuff, the background noise that people put on, like ocean noises are huge for falling asleep too, yep. so maybe that's part part to do with it. Occasionally, I'll put on some really soft music if, I'm, if I can't fall asleep, or I'll put on uh, that podcast, Sleep With Me, that I told you about, yep. where the guy just tells boring stories that go nowhere, mm-hmm. puts you right to sleep. That's 
Hilarious yeah. too. Yeah, start reading a, a math textbook. That's always a good or, way to fall right asleep. Like I said, Stephen Harper's book was great too. Yeah, I could only get through about half a page and I'd be nodding off, dropping the book. So, so read Stephen Harper's <laughs> book or pretend you're a fish. And Shauna podcast. As we're into New Year's resolution time, Beckler, I'm curious to know. Do you have a song that you put on if you just want a little motivation? Of course, I'm thinking kind of in, in gym gym side of things, yeah, but okay. also just motivation as a whole. Like, there are certain songs that when I hear, I'm like, that's just, that's what I want right now. It just pumps you up a little bit They'll regardless you of what you're doing. Just gives you that little pick-me-up. Do you ever avoid playing those songs if you're really down? Because you're like, if it doesn't work, then the magic of the song is broken. Interesting. Or, I- or do you have songs that work no matter what? Uh, they don't work no matter what, but I will play them sometimes when I'm down, but they just don't resonate the same way. Right. It's very true. Right. But when you're wanting that motivation and stuff, you play that song, you're like, yes, it's what I want right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do have, the, I mean, I have the, like I have certain songs that I'll put on before I'm doing a really heavy lift. Okay. Just when you need that extra push. Yeah. Often like metal. Eye of the Tiger? No, okay. it's often metal. Okay. It's often pretty intense metal. That makes sense before yeah. I left for sure. I have a couple songs and they kind of just work generically in different situations, but I've discovered that both of them have the same thing. They just have a big drop in them. Ah, yes. That's and then the when way the I drop hits, too. it's like I just start dancing around and start jumping. I'm like, this is what I wanted. Like one is this ridiculous song by Galantis. It's Peanut Butter Jelly. But when the drop comes... Wait for it. The horn, of course. Right here. I can't stop a dance. I gotta go. That's a feel good tune. I can see why that would have that effect on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a song. My my favorite electronic group ever is the Presets. Uh, They released a song on their last album, which, like, especially if it's turned up loud. Yeah. There's just. It's involuntary almost, right? When the, the drop hits. My pulse quickened. I'm just, I'm just sitting here and my pulse has quickened. It's so funny that I've never realized that it's a drop, though. Yeah. But like, as I was thinking about these songs that do it for me, all of them do have some sort of drop. Like, this one's more mellow, but same thing. Like, it's just there's something about... It's weird. Yeah, I think uh, huh. electronic artists have figured that out. They figured it out, for there's, sure. There's a reason for it. You, it's Like you said, it's involuntary. You can't help but be like, ooh. T- talking ooh, about an out-of-bed pair, I'm like, ooh. now one of these days to play. I'm ready to go. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. When you were away last week, Shauna, I took a break from white girl quotes to focus on bro quotes. Okay. Um, partly f- because it's easier to rip on white girls when a white girl, you... Me. Is part of it. Yeah. When it's and just me, then it sounds mean. It does. So. And normally I'm the judgment too, because it's like if, if it's something that I would do or uh, something I appreciate, then it's it's good. <laughs> it passes the white girl. But if it's a bro quote, I can make fun of that. True. Yeah. Got this one from a friend of the show, Jim. This is a bro quote. Okay. Impossible is two letters too long. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> so you, do you get, get it. it? You take out Do you the- get it? I am, and it becomes possible. Possible, you got it. You got it. I think everyone got it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, though. Like the point of the word is, 
Okay. Anyway, it's bad. Wow. Really bad. Uh, how many podcasts out of ten do you give that one, Shauna? Like, I don't know, six. Yeah. Or, or if it's if it's so bad, like I don't know how we want to judge that one. It's bad. It's, it's real bad. Okay. Lots of podcasts out of ten. Uh, speaking of one, I just saw this one. Somebody posted this on my Instagram, and I wanted to pass it along. Okay. A white girl saying for you, um, be mindful of who you let touch you. Energy transfer is real. Hmm. It's deep. So you can transfer positive or negative energy just by a touch. Apparently. It's very intense hmm. to me. Like, so I, I was thinking about this though, and I'm like, if you believe that, what do you do if you're in a crowded place? Like if you have to hop on a bus and people are inevitably going to touch you, do you stay like do you have to try and kind of shimmy away? Ah! And if you do get touched <laughs> with some bad energy, you just fold. Yeah. <laughs> it does it sizzle on your skin. What's wrong? <laughs> burns. Like, it's very weird, you know, or you're in a crowded like, concert or something like that, you know, and people touch. Yeah. Oh, God. But those are good vibes. Those are good vibes. Oh, okay. Good vibes only. You tell me that transit. everybody at a concert is good vibes? Not always. No, no, no. There are people who are bad vibes everywhere you go. So it's, it would be a little bit nerve. Like, even a dentist or a doctor, do you have to test out their vibes before you get treatment mm. from them? Because they have to touch you. What are their What are their energy like? Yeah. When they touch you, is it negative energy? That's what you wonder, you know? Or does it depend? Do you have to interview these people before they touch you? Do they have a device that uh, that measures that? I don't know. Ooh, her negative energy is it's off tough. the charts. Yeah. It's really weird. How, how many vajazzle kits out of 10 would you give that? The one, the, the quote about... The quote about... The, be careful who you let touch you. Be mindful who you let touch you. Be mindful, excuse me. Be mindful. <laughs> energy transfer is real. Oh, man. Yeah, that one gets it's 9 strange, out of 10, yeah. I'd say. 9 out of vajazzled kids <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I'm sure we've mentioned the dad badge before of refusing to hire a repairman as a dad. Yeah, why hire a professional? Why hire a tradesperson or a certified repair person Yes, your dad? You can do it. 100%. So my mom told me that my father has never, ever hired a repairman. Really? Never in their entire 30 years of owning a house did he ever hire somebody? He fixed it all himself. And That's don't say, remarkable. It was not pretty. Okay. I remember a time where he he was trying to fix something in the bathroom and he couldn't figure out where the pipes were. So he just took a sledgehammer and started hitting the walls down to try and find this pipe. And I'm like, you know, you could have hired somebody and not had to then repair all the drywall in these places as well. But of course, again, he was too proud to do that. That's the thing about this dad badge is that it might end up costing you a lot more in the end. It definitely does. Than it would have to just hire someone to do it. Because, yeah. But you learn as you go. You right? totally That's do. how you have to look at it when you are a stubborn, stubborn dad like this. But I'm here's gaining the, knowledge. Here's the thing, Beckler. My parents just moved into a condo. So something was going on with the toilet. And my dad, of course, being what he did, like being who he is, he was trying to fix it himself and he refused to give up. So he was trying all kinds of things. And then he got a knock on the door from the superintendent talking about how the two units below had water dripping. Oh. So guess what he had to do? <laughs> For the first time in his life, Beckler, he had to actually phone a plumber to try and fix this problem <laughs> instead of really? doing it himself because he all of a sudden realized that if he were to keep going, well, he could cause water damage in the two units below, and then right. they're responsible, right? Yeah, it's one thing when you're messing up your own stuff. Exactly. It's but it was when just you the up house. Other people's stuff. Totally different, yeah. right? Because then it's your house and it's on you. Whereas now that they're finally in a condo for the first time in their life, 
they realized that they can't just do things that way. Wow. Because it how did, affect other people. How did old Bill take this? Not good. No? Not good. No. He had a look of devastation on his pl- on his face, apparently, and was just not, not happy that he'd had to do that. Did he make strange with the plumber when the plumber came? <laughs> I think they're coming today, so I'll have to find out how He's it went. Make strange for oh, sure. he will. For, he probably won't even want to open the door. He's going to be the person just standing over the plumber, looking like, "I don't think you're doing it right." Looks <laughs> like I went to school for this. I'm, you're the one who caused this problem. But this is almost a dad badge in and of itself. Is the dad badge to go with refusing to hire a repairman for the time you actually have to hire the repairman, and you have to replace that badge, right? Right. Yeah. It's a lot of pride to swallow from dad. <laughs> Especially that generation too, oh, right? yeah. I think, I mean, there's still a lot of guys our generation who are like that too, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, what's the word I'm looking for here? I will try if I'll try to fix something, yeah. but I also can admit when I'm beat, yeah. you know, and be like, okay, I got to call in a pro for this. You wouldn't just start sledgehammering walls. Nah, probably not. Okay. But, but you know what? Bill's got a lifetime of knowledge from doing that. He does. He does, and it's going to hurt. I'm going to have to touch. Yeah, I'll touch base with him today, make sure he's okay. Yes. So you've been emasculated. (laughs) I'm so sorry for your (laughs) loss of emasculation. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. The first episode of The Last of Us just came out, an intense zombie TV series based on the video game of the same name, and the entire series was shot in Alberta. At the series premiere, the stars were asked about what it was like to film in our province. It was super cool. Like, it was the first time I'd ever been outside of Europe. Um, and then we shot there for a year, and Calgary was great. I, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was just like a nice, chill vibe, and um, we had a great time. And like, The landscape's beautiful, and the people are so wonderful. Yeah, we had a wonderful time. The series brought forth an interesting challenge that required a number of different settings, from the Great Plains to the Rocky Mountains, Salt Lake City to Boston. And Alberta turned out to be the perfect stand-in, as it is a province that has it all. Plains, mountains, abandoned hospitals, everything. The series was shot primarily in Calgary, but also features scenes in Edmonton, Canmore, Lethbridge, Fort McLeod, Waterton, Olds, Okotoks, High River, and Grand Prairie. And this is only the beginning. Calgary is exploding when it comes to interest from film companies and directors. And it already has a great resume of films that were shot here. From Brokeback Mountain, a film in which Calgary was supposed to be the fictional town of Signal, Wyoming, to Legends of the Fall, where Brad Pitt was filming in Morley and Banff. Parts of Superman were shot in East Village and other parts of downtown. Game of Thrones, Unforgiven, Mystery Alaska with Russell Crowe, Shanghai Noon, War for the Planet of the Apes, The Bourne Legacy, Ghostbusters, Hell on Wheels, Fargo, and Interstellar were all shot fully or partially in Alberta. And of course, we can't forget The Revenant. When a visiting Leonardo DiCaprio was certain the natural Chinook winds were evidence of climate change. The list is extensive, and with the recent film industry incentives, it's only bound to grow. Calgary may soon become the filming mecca of Canada, and it's an industry that employs thousands upon thousands of people. So, time to grab a drink and watch The Last of Us to see just how many landmarks you can recognize from our fair city. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.